We're going to do something this morning called My Story, and it's actually, it's not my story, but it's, it's Carmen and Mathan's story, in particular Mathan. Uh, Mathan's going to be leading us in our next series, these next few weeks, and this is just the beginning, a little, a little um, what should we call it, Mathan, a, um, a, a, a teaser, they're saying a teaser, as to a, a prelude a prelude as to how things are going to go. Um, many of you may know that, that uh, or may not know, that Mathan has had um, a massive health uh, deal going on for the last 12 months. And uh, he's going to come and share a little bit about that journey today with, with Carmen. But Carmen, um, for those of you who don't know, why don't you guys come up right now? Give them a hand as, they, as they're coming. Carmen actually came to C3 Norwood when, were you 10? Nine. nine. when she was nine years old with her mother and sister. And then when she was about 18, she actually went to Sydney and did Bible college in Sydney and met Mathan there. And they got married in Sydney and that was where we first met Mathan. I know I'm still standing up, but I'll sit in a minute. It might, I know some of you are going to say it won't make any difference, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, Cody was trying to get me to look at the clock this morning when we were standing down here. I, was, I said, what's the time? Have I got time to go to the toilet beforehand? And, uh, and he's saying, oh, it's, it's quarter past or whatever. And I was going like this from down there because I couldn't see the clock. But there you go. Anyway, anyhow, and so we are just absolutely thrilled um, the journey that we've been on with these guys and to have them both here at C3 Norwood. But we're going to go through a little bit of of your journey today, which is going to be awesome. Sure yeah. So why don't you um, start from the very beginning and tell us a little bit about how you found out that you were sick. Oh, okay. When you said the beginning, until you added the last bit, I was going to say, well, yeah. there was a spring uh, time in probably 1983, because I was born in <laughs> 1984. That's probably the very beginning. If, if, I need, if I need a bouncer, I'll just say, can someone just, yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess uh, health-wise, we've had a few things um, going on for a few years. Uh, various uh, things that we were looking at, and they're all kind of independent, or we thought they're all independent things like... Uh, um, swollen ankles, swollen yeah. fists, yes. sleep apnea. Yes. The weight gain, See, no matter... She's, she's good for me. <laughs> The weight, the weight gain, no matter what we tried. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, my voice had changed a, a little bit. Uh, Shape got face. A little bit more love song dedications <laughs> kind of in, in my tone. Uh, it it does help well. with a bit of a Brian Houston uh, impersonation, <laughs> but I haven't practised, so I won't do that right now. I'll save you. Uh, but, yeah, my shoe size had changed. My hands had changed. I, uh, my wedding ring, uh, I almost broke my knuckle getting it off. <laughs> uh, I'd, yeah, um, various things. Um, and, yeah, I had diagnoses uh, with severe sleep apnea probably three, four years ago. Uh, time's ticked on in the last 12 months, but yeah. three or four years ago um, where <clears throat> that, that was pretty severe. So I, I haven't had a good night's sleep in a while, um, particularly the last 12 months. Um, and then uh, when I was in... 
uh, New Zealand for my sister's 40th uh, last year. My family had kind of the last couple of times I'd seen them kind of yeah, being family, trying to be polite. Hi, if you're watching on the recording later. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you see somebody that's changing, it's like, what do you say and how do you, yeah. how do you say that? Uh, and and my, my mum, who uh, previously... Had so they could, they could see physical differences yes, to your yes. body, but they it's awkward to sort of yeah, bring that they, up. They, they yes. weren't sure if it was like, you know, weight or like and it came from that but uh when we tell you the story there's more more to that um and so my mum when i was having a chat with her and she's she said look i used to work in a lab many years ago and dealt with um tests around pituitary uh gland issues and just maybe look into that and being a good son listening to the advice of your mother about health uh, when you're an adult i parked that Okay, okay. Just like you know, the worries of a mother. A mother's always a mother, and yeah. Okay, I'll just, I'll just kind of, I'll just park that and see, see what comes of that. Um, And then uh, Father's Day last year, it was quite an interesting day. We were doing baby dedications here. Uh, Yourself and Chris were heading on uh, the second part of long service leave, so it was kind of shared that we were looking after the kid, taking I guess the church for the next seven weeks or so at that time uh and yeah we were helping run the dedications and it was father's day first of september uh so there's a lot about the day that makes it easier to remember uh and then uh we got a message later that day that from uh ash and uh probably won't should we say the names no uh so uh the brother and sister-in-law of somebody in our church uh uh, doctors and someone had just come off uh, a rotation in endocrine, and uh, which is dealing with pituitary uh, issues and um, other things that uh, related to that that I don't know much about because um, I just kind of keep focused on what's in front of me. But they, they deal with other hormonal things and all sorts. Uh, and said, uh, does. That they asked, and it got relayed through Ash. Does uh, does he have this condition called acromegaly? Uh, I'd never heard of the condition, uh, and we looked it up, and all of a sudden we're looking at the list of symptoms, and it's like tick, 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 everything just made. Yeah. Uh, so what what acromegaly is uh, to kind of wrap that up a little bit is a condition that is caused by a uh, tumour on the pituitary gland which sits at the base of the brain, essentially or just uh, kind of straight in behind the eyes and the nose. Uh, and it causes an increase in growth hormone in the body. Uh, and so uh, the various things like I enlarge hands and feet and you know, being fairly transparent and it's uh, my jaw, my face, my shape of my face had changed um, and so there's like a whole bunch of stuff and sleep apnea was one of the big conditions of it. So, uh, I, and I had been increasingly over the last three or four years, just, uh, been getting increasing uh, neck and shoulder pain and eye pain and uh, been seeking various uh, specialist treatments for thinking like physio, chiro, posture related at work. And yeah, so everything was getting treated independently, but they turns out they were all uh, very connected. So, uh, looking at that, I was go okay. I probably need to 
and, and then remembering what my mum had said about maybe look up the pituitary maybe thing. Maybe like, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen right. to I, your mum, people. Yeah, to your yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like w- without having gone to the doctor, but God was sort of bringing these things together to say, okay, there's like, you know, there, there's something there. You need to check it out. And felt okay. So we went, went to the doctor, made an appointment that week. Uh, he had never dealt with the condition before. He was looking at, like, I've got a fantastic GP, uh, but this is a condition that is like three or four people in a million get. It's pretty rare. Uh, so it's pretty understandable the GP haven't dealt with it. So he referred me to a physician, which was his former boss and mentor, uh, and he had dealt with it once in his career before. But he he asked, okay, so you're here for, for this, and I listed through all the symptoms, and he's, he's looking at me going, I think, You've got it, yeah, even before a referral. So this is in the week before going to a national conference last year. Uh, So we flew to Gold Coast. Uh, I had an MRI, I think it was a Thursday night, we flew out uh, after that weekend. And so I'm waiting for an official diagnosis, the results of the scan while we're at national conference uh, and, and trying to figure out who to tell them um, we were like 99% sure that that was going to be the diagnosis, but uh, we didn't know. But um, there were a couple of, I guess, confronting things that happened at the conference. Um, people that should know who I was, um, and, and I'm not saying that in terms of I'm rock star famous, but people I'd known time. from when we yeah. lived back in Sydney, like you said earlier, uh, we sat down for dinner next to this person and... Uh, she introduced herself about halfway through the, the entree, I guess. Like, we had been sitting down for 10, 15 minutes talking. And she says, I'm really sorry. Hi, I'm. And uh, I said, oh, I'm Mason. She goes, Oh, I thought you might have been Mason's brother or something. I was like, there was a familiarity, but I didn't, didn't know. And then one of the, there was a prayer time, like a ministry time, uh, in one of the sessions where lots of people were getting prayed for by whole bunch of different people and you just kind of line up and um, get some ministry time and I ended up being uh, with a pastor that was uh, her and her husband were essentially my boss when I worked at the uh, and volunteered at the church for for a while in one of the departments so knew me pretty well and we taught in the college together and uh, worked in the college and I was around the church for seven years or so Um, and she looked at my name badge to see who I was, and Mason, Mason, and just didn't recognise me at, at all. Um, wow. I'd been, been away for seven years, but didn't, normally you recognise people after seven years, but there was a, a lot about me that had changed. And so that was pretty kind of confronting um, to sure. people that should know you uh, that didn't. So this is just to kind of lay the context of guess what we were starting to go through and then uh we we had a time as a team uh towards the end of the conference and I was trying to figure out if I'd tell uh Chris and Vicky before that was kind of just he was going to tell us it was just yes. it was just they were on long service leave and thought yeah we're kind of looking after the church and do we want to kind of suddenly drop that news and decided not to because the, the right opportunity didn't come up but uh, Vicky actually had a word for me um, on the last night 
kind of an encouraging thing about saying uh, about personality and aspects of me that people haven't seen or might have been hidden or something are going to uh, start to come out. And it was quite interesting, given the circumstances, you think it's very opposite to what we're about to go through. Uh, but I kind of took that as an encouragement that uh, even though we don't really know what's in front of us, that God's got a picture and a future for uh, the other side and even through whatever circumstances lay in front of us that God already knew. You guys had no kind of idea what was going on. Um, but, yeah, that good things were in the in the future in spite of kind of what the reports uh, were happening. So uh, then we, um, from there... Uh, got the results of the scan and um, just asked, Jane, do you mind just flicking on the first photo? And it will come up. This is uh, this is kind of my annotation from last year, so it's kind of nice and rough and raw. I think I did it on my phone. Uh, so the pituitary gland kind of sits in the middle. All that white space is the, the tumour uh, that came up on the MRI. Uh, those black dots on the... So it's kind of left-hand side, right-hand side, uh, the opposite as to what you're looking at it, but they are, the one on that side is carotid artery. So the tumour is, is actually... Grown around. Grown and uh, outside of just the pituitary kind of central part and had grown to the side as well. So it's, uh, I can't remember, it was about two and a half by three centimetres yeah, or something. Yeah, so the size tumor. of, have you ever seen a walnut in its shell still? It was about that big and the pituitary glands usually like pea-sized. So it had grown so it on swamp. it, around it, expanded it. Yeah, and um, and then we went into uh, yeah. So that so that was September, and then I started getting increasing pain, like the stuff I had had, uh, eye pain and neck pain uh, for a while. It started increasing quite dramatically through October, November. Um, and uh, when we saw, like, it was quite excruciating at one point, I had to go home from work on a Friday afternoon, left early, which is not very usual for me to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I managed to get through uh, the weekend. I, I spent most of the weekend in bed, except for I came to church on Sunday and did sound. It was fun. Uh, and... Uh, and then on the Monday, I went in for an appointment uh, to the hospital, I think, to see the neurosurgeon team to kind of come up with the next steps. Uh, and the care team, the specialist team, uh, got me admitted because the pain was off, off the charts. Um, and the, this is the, where the pain really started to increase, wasn't yeah. it? Where you, you, you got... It got so intense. Yeah, so so we found found out it was, uh, and the pain was called trigeminal neuralgia. So there's this nerve that has got to try three points, like eye and face and jaw, uh, and the tumor. Uh, the theory or the idea was the tumor was pressing on that nerve by the eye, and um, causing this excruciating pain. Uh, one, one thing we've got a fantastic team of specialists, um, and my specialist had said. We, we asked, oh, how, how long would this have been growing for? And he said, oh, like five, five to ten years, at a guess, maybe seven or so, um, that this happened. And that kind of turns out as the, the whole time that we've lived in Adelaide 
together um pretty much that uh my body had been changing my appearance had been changing um all sorts of other things going on so that's all and i think for those of us who who knew you through that time because we were seeing you every day it wasn't as obvious yeah because it was a slow progression. Yes. Whereas um, the people that were seeing you that hadn't seen you for some years mm. suddenly saw you as different. Yes. Yeah. And I, I felt so guilty that I you hadn't noticed. <laughs> I think we all did. It's just like, how could we have not seen? But you're right. It's mm. like watching a child grow with your own baby. You don't really notice those little growth spurts because you're with them every day and all of a sudden someone comes along and goes, oh, my gosh, they've grown. And it was the same with this. Mm. Yeah, um, and the neurosurgeon um, registrar, when we're in the hospital and talking about the amount of pain was in, like I was icing and uh, just to basically numb my face he, to try and get away from it. He's going to play down the pain, yes. I would say. Carmen yeah. and I are going to sit here and say that, <laughs> that pain was like nothing that any of us can even imagine, I think, because yeah. it was excruciating yes. and extreme mm. to the point where I can say that oh, it drives some people mad. Well, yeah, exactly. And I was going to yeah. say the neurosurgeon said um, in uh, previous years, like many years back, they used to call the uh, the condition suicide disease because it actually literally drove people mad to the point yeah. that they would yeah. um, kill themselves to get, get rid of the pain. To get rid of the pain. pain. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it was. And finding drugs pretty to nuts. combat that was yeah. Uh, sure. So so they have uh, the twenty. Uh, on the 11th of November, we went into hospital, and the, like, that night, the acute pain team, like the emergency pain team at the hospital, came in and were sticking needles in me and putting me on like fentanyl and all sorts of everything drugs. they could N- give you. Nothing, nothing worked. If or all it, it, all it really did was um, kind of wreck my body and made me vomit and mm. yeah. So I, I actually lost quite a lot of weight within a couple of weeks um, because I couldn't hold food down and. Mm. I was losing liquid and, and, yeah, so that was pretty fun. Yep. He smiled. I mean, he's, he's got this massive <laughs> smile on his face. It wasn't fun. Well, it was, no, it was no. absolutely. It was, yeah, I was, it was terrible and it was horrible um, for everybody. Lying in you. hospital, like, the room had to be dark. I could barely listen to anything, yeah. like, no light. The doors had to be closed. Yeah. Because any sort of uh overstimulation of the eye or the face or mm. a- anything would cause like mm. this triggers of pain i mm. uh, might have a look at the rest of the photos if you can jane um oops, turn around. uh so yeah this is me in hospital uh that's my, <laughs> my bad uh but this one is uh j- just these are just a few kind of snapshots of that kind of month or so uh, kids visiting me in hospital, coming in after school, uh, spending a bit of time and, and watching and doing stuff. Um, I missed Toby's fifth birthday, uh, missed his actual birthday and his party that was in the park, but uh, we brought, you know, brought in stuff to have a, like, I don't think Toby minded too much because he, he got another fifth birthday, but <laughs> it was just a, uh, yeah, Toby blowing out candles on cupcakes and donuts. Um, and on to the next one. Uh, this, yeah, it's not a flattering photo. Yeah. It's me lying in there uh, on on one side because all the uh, the nerve pain was on the left hand side. I basically spent the next three months uh, lying on my right hand side because I couldn't even have that stimulation. Uh, this is the morning before surgery. I'm going to talk about surgery in a minute. Um, 
and then post surgery, I think, is the next one that that night. And we'll explain uh, they had to go up through the nose, so I got a bandage under my nose. Um, and yeah, so it's a good thing I had a big nose. Uh, <laughs> Plenty of room to, to go in. Uh, and, and on to the next one. Uh, a couple of days later, like setting up, getting ready to go with pressure, socks on. Um, I was kind of immobilised for two or three days. Um, so they'd do that to stop DVT. And cut, there's a couple more going home. Uh, you might notice I'm kind of giving thumbs up, but I actually can't close my hands. Uh, that was... One it's like he's trying to give you the finger, yeah. like he's it's resisting. It's kind of like this stra- stray, so, you know, just letting him into my world from the last couple of years. And the final one, uh, we went on to radiotherapy later on. That's just kind of an example shot that's not actually me. Uh, my hair colour didn't change, but uh, that's kind of the process of what goes through for for that. So let's just say it was a mess. You were in a mess. Oh, yeah. 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 So what what did they do in the operation? Did we so... Uh, in the in the operation, yeah, they they go up through the nose. I was out for kind of went under about nine o'clock, and they woke me up about just before two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and it's an ENT and neurosurgeon duo. So, um, and they, they go in and uh, cut out what they can of the tumor, uh, but they were only able to remove about three quarters of it because of that part that was around the carotid artery. It's kind of around a corner. It's hard to get to, but also super risky because yes. it's uh, next yeah. to the artery. Yeah. So they didn't really want to touch that. So they took out the core of it and hoped that uh, that was t- by taking that out would then help reduce the uh, impact of the condition and the growth hormone effect on my body. Mm. But getting to the, the surgery was uh, a kind of a miracle in answer to prayer in itself. Um, I originally, when I got diagnosed, wasn't meant to get surgery until the new year. It was might have been February, March, and given everything that happened with COVID and delays you were of in, surgery, you were in extreme pain. Wait, you couldn't wait. Yes, yeah, for a couple of months to. Yeah, and, and if that had happened and kind of rolled into the COVID period, it would have been classified as elective, and who knows what would have happened. But because of the accelerated pain uh, condition, I went into hospital a couple of times. Like got discharged, and then went back in. Carmen was a great advocate and support to kind of make sure I was getting the care. Uh, and then we uh, we were in, in the hospital. Had been admitted to a different ward, and this team of uh, junior doctors from the neurosurgeon team came in, and they kind of looked a bit huffy and oh, they were so grumpy, kind of grumpy that they were there. Like, oh, okay, this is bad news. And and we were at at the point of probably desperation. Uh, yeah, it was kind of desperation. Yeah. Like the the pain had got to the point where it was starting to make me kind of go a little mad. Like, or, or think, like, I can't handle more. Like, yeah. to that point, I'm going, okay, yeah, I can kind of endure it. But it was kind of right at that point of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I could do this for much longer. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they, they came in and, like, okay, so uh, there's an emergency spot open on Sunday morning. And if no one else needs it, like if there's no car accidents or things, then you're in surgery in two days. And and then all of a sudden, so here's a consent form and da da da. And it just, uh, we were kind of shocked and overwhelmed. Yeah, and totally. Whole all track at the same holding time. back tears. Yeah. <laughs> so it was this huge answer to prayer. We got bumped from February, March through to 
November, like two days out, right right at this point where like, I don't know how much longer we can do this. So, yes. so that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool answer to prayer. Answer prayer. Yep. That's awesome. I remember how excited we were when that came through, all mm. of us. And, and it was even... It was exciting too because it was going to be on a Sunday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, were, we were in church here just, yeah. you know, like. So there was this double prayer of please, Jesus, protect everybody on Adelaide so there's no car accidents and no one, yes. no one yes. has head no trauma. No one have an emergency. Because please. it's my turn. Yeah. It's my turn. So it's kind of a selfish prayer but it did benefit the whole city. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well said. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then so had had surgery and um, went went home three days later, I think, uh, and then spent yeah th- between November through to February, uh, I think spent uh, one of those three months, like at least four weeks in hospital, like in and out a bit, uh, and basically those three months in bed that I couldn't yeah. really move. Yeah. I yeah. managed to get up for Christmas Day. Uh, I remember trying to watch. Uh, die Hard on Christmas Eve while Carmen was wrapping presents and I, I could get through about five or ten minutes of the movie before like, stimulation and pain and I just had to go back to bed. So um, this Christmas is going to be a bit of a marathon of best Christmas movie ever. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm prepared g- now. Going to make up for lost time. Uh, so, yeah, I was in and out of pain, uh, sorry, hospital uh, and then in February started radiotherapy um, after being admitted to hospital again. And so even though there were these kind of horrible times of increased pain, uh, great things came out of them. Surgery got accelerated. My radiotherapy was meant to be months away and they got brought forward to starting at the end of Feb. Uh, um, the, the pain team came yes, in that there's January a, um, This pain management team which has a waiting list of like 12 plus months because I was in the hospital and admitted again, they just turned up and now I'm uh, being seen by them. And uh, yeah, so a whole bunch of things got accelerated and got the best possible care. Yeah. Um, all, all some of the answers we kept seeing to yes, prayer, wasn't yeah. it? Even because we were all desperate at this stage, something mm. has to happen. Yeah, here, something God. has to change. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so now, so I had radiotherapy through to March and. Um, and then in the time since, we've tried a couple of drugs to control growth hormone. There's still a little bit of tumour that the radiotherapy was trying to kill off and that can have a d- delayed effect, can take months for that to actually uh, kick in. Uh, the usual drug they give to control growth hormone, I wasn't doing anything. My growth hormone levels were increasing. So then they uh, put me on a new drug, which uh, costs it's $8,500 a month at the moment, but I think goodness to uh, PBS and yes. um, Medicare, I pay about $80 a month for it. Um, Thank you for paying your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you. And Carmen gets the pleasure of stabbing me twice every night. With so he has to needles. be really nice to me because I stab him with two different needles <laughs> every night. So if you want it to go well, be nice. Yeah. No. Well, I'm always <laughs> So, uh, yeah, in that time, Carmen's had to pick up a lot, uh, obviously, like three children. Three children. I, I was useless for three months. I was in bed looking after me. And then even when I w- could kind of do stuff, it was just for myself. I couldn't really help. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of all on the background um, of uh, Liz getting diagnosed in July or so last year um, with breast cancer. So uh, Carmen is enduring 
her mum going through chemo and that diagnosis and then her husband uh, being uh, in my yeah. situation. And so, yeah, it's been while a, a lot of the attention was on me and oh, that must be pretty rough. Um, mum's had a heck of a year as well. Um, and she's been, uh, she's been amazing through it all. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that you've learnt through that period? Yeah. Um, um, wow. I think what we really want to share and our heart, and I'm just trying not to cry. I'm really sorry. You know I'm a crier. You really do. Um, is that, you know, the reality is that this isn't over yet. That's right. We've got a way to go. But uh, we want to encourage you today that God works on the way. He works in the journey. He really does work everything together for good. And that's the good stuff, the bad stuff, the happy stuff, the ugly stuff. He works it all together. And he works it all together because you learn stuff on the way. And, yeah, I think we've persevered well but we have got stuck. The reality is we, we got stuck in a few places and I think the first place we were tempted to get stuck was in the shock and the disbelief and the uncertainty the day Nathan came home and told me that was a tumour this size in his head. Especially when your mother already was in That's right. breast cancer. That's right. I was just like, we just, just completely knocked over. But the beautiful thing about that was we had seen mum, my beautiful mum, just go, okay, she had her moment too where she was in shock and she just went to God and was filled with this incredible peace, yeah. was so full of faith yeah. and decided to embrace her journey. And we all got, we didn't, we, we all got swept along in this faith-filled place and we knew that that was our moment too. We could decide to stay stuck and drag our heels and be really bitter and angry and unhappy or we could just go, no, this is a journey we've got to do and we're going to take it day by day but we're going to embrace it and yeah. we're going to learn the lessons that God wants to teach us along yeah. the way. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, first and I, one. I think in that, um, like around sickness and healing, right, we, we never went to a place of God did, did this. Like we don't absolutely do not believe that God makes people sick to teach them a lesson. Like it, I'll just kind of address that directly if it's the theology that anybody might might think. Uh, bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. There's sickness in the world because of you know Garden of Eden. That kind of all goes back to there. So much to say to Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam for his bad communication to Eve as well. <laughs> Uh, and but yeah, we we felt okay that even though terrible circumstance, diagnosis, uh, family situation, that um, God was already working things together by the fact that um, there was He was trying to tell me um, that things were going on. There's words of encouragement even in the middle of the probable diagnosis about the future uh, that everything was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Absolutely. Um, I think the second place we were really tempted to get stuck was trying to think of, okay, this isn't 
going how we thought it was and how are we going to survive like physically financially like how is it gonna work and Mason's not one he doesn't have um a poverty mindset it's like the complete opposite um but there was that temptation to go, oh, how is it going to work out? Working. How He's not he's working. Not working. And he, he's, mm. he's, we're a single income family. Um, how is this going to work? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we had started making some better financial decisions over some time. So we, we had some savings, but it was really only enough for a few weeks. Um, but through through the whole time... Uh, we really did not have to worry or stress about money. And uh, on the morning of the surgery, um, there was an offering taken here. Yeah. And um, (laughs) (laughs) one of the main reasons we wanted to get up here this morning is to thank you, to thank you all for your incredible generosity, your never-ceasing prayers, your endless support with whatever we needed, whether it was food or help around the home or help with the kids or whatever it was, we just want to say thank you because we have not been in lack once when there was this window of like, oh, maybe something's not going to come through. There was this, It just overlapped. You know, Mathan's boss applied for this compassionate leave we didn't even know existed in the company. The generosity of you guys carried us through um, until the insurance came through. And yeah. it was just mm-hmm. thing after thing That's after right. thing. So we even um, had to turn down offers of financial help from a couple of people um, who very generously offered to pay for particular things or give us a wage out of their business uh, to, to the point between what, uh, everyone in church was able to give towards us and the additional leave my work. My work's been amazing the whole time. Um, that really bridged the gap until the insurance kicks in. And uh, I'll just note of wisdom for anyone who's got any financial responsibilities, got a family, even if you're in your 20s or 30s, income protection insurance. Uh, I actually made the <laughs> – I switched super funds in uh, March, April last year because of my sleep apnea. I couldn't get – Income protection insurance and my other super provider, uh, which we uh, and so I, um, I, I put that we, we searched super funds to get to one that would enable that, and then uh, six months later, I got the diagnosis, and in February, I was making the claim for it. Um, so, uh, just uh, yeah, just thankful, and that's been a decision that's been worth tens of thousands to this point, like to. Kind of bridge the gap. I'm currently working five hours a day. Um, I've been just slowly increasing over the course of the year, but uh, you started out at about one hour or so. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. It was I, like I tried joining one, in the odd one, meeting, one, one, one or two, just yeah. to kind of tease, like just kind of figure out what I could do. And mm. uh, so, income protection insurance kind of was paying a uh, majority of the income, and now it's kind of subsidising. Yeah, like Carmen said, we are so thankful to, uh, for the generosity of people here. Um, that and and others that yeah we were never without lack and we were um, yeah 
everything we needed, all the medical staff, all the hospital-related costs uh, were covered and, and some, and even to the point of, yeah, additional meals, like when we couldn't have the energy for cooking or you know, doing anything, we could just get Uber Eats or something because that's all we could feel like doing. So, so thank you. And you deserved it too. It was a very, very tough time. What, what else, Carmen, um, some places where you got stuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is, uh, this, this one's hard. So I have to be very vulnerable here. Um, I think it was, it was January. So we'd had three hospital visits, the surgery, at Christmas and, it was one of those places where it was just like, when is this going to end? When is this going to get better? Like there was just, it was the same thing day after day. No one could do anything. No one had new, any new ideas. He was just in bed in pain. And this thought started entering my mind and it was like this, this mist kind of started gathering around me and these thoughts of you're lost, you're forgotten, you're stuck nothing's going to happen. It's that really bad place in isolation. We were isolated. And all of a sudden, like this thick fog, I couldn't see through and I felt so sorry for myself. I felt forgotten. And, you know, this, this broken record kept going through my head. Like, well, first your grandmother died and then you lost your dog and then you, my mum gets cancer and your husband gets a tumour and your son gets this autism diagnosis. Like, what else, you know, what else, what else could go wrong? And all those things are very valid. And I think all those feelings and emotions are very valid, mm. you know, um, when you're caring you're for coping, someone yeah. and you're coping and you're just trying to get through every day. But I did get stuck. But I reached out to Vicky because I've given a few people, including Vicky, the permission to come into my world and be honest and speak the truth in love. And I knew, I kind of knew that when I did reach out and I had a whinge that I would be corrected and I was, <laughs> and I was. And it was, it was the best thing because we were far from alone, we were far from neglected and all of a sudden the fog lifted and actually I felt so ashamed because it was so far from the truth. It was so far from the truth, but I learnt so much in that moment. And it's not about a change in the physical sense. It's really just a change of mindset. And you, you think, gosh, you think back to everything God has done, everything people have done to show the love of God and... You, you put on that gratitude and thankfulness and everything changes. Mm. And so, yeah, I, all I could do with that shame and guilt is, is repent, ask forgiveness, ask for a clean slate and start doing life differently. But it's, it's such a powerful moment, isn't it? Because we all yeah. reach that in various yeah. ways in our life. And, you know, when the enemy comes... It's, yeah. it's our heads that it's, he messes Yeah, it, absolutely. It's the, it's the little thoughts and the little feelings that, that go on that start quite small. But yeah, they were. If, They're just yeah. little niggles, little thoughts. But they build. They do. And they do. they can build into something that seems very real at the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, it was my reality. Yeah. And yeah. yet when we, when we turn back to God, 
and we mm. put him in the picture and we banish the other, yeah. the light comes back on. Yeah. That's and we right. find that new place of, of freedom yeah. again. Still yeah. difficult. Nothing, still hard. Still, still yeah. dealing with all this. Yeah. Still a hard time but a different mindset as you Absolutely. said. Absolutely. So that was that yeah. huge pivotal moment event for us or for me. Yeah. So where do we go from here, Nathan? So it, was, it wasn't all over. This is, it's still not over. Yeah, it's... Uh, it Still not over. I had a MRI in June and uh, the tumour had grown by two millimetres, the remnant of the tumour, so the radiotherapy <laughs> hadn't really... Uh, you know what we all did? We stamped had, our feet. <laughs> had kicked it Dang out. It. Uh, but my, my, my specialist is a pretty positive person. Uh, he always finishes our consults with, okay, so this is where we were, this is where we are, this is what's happening, and uh, he's a fantastic advocate. Yeah. Uh, and so he's pretty positive that uh, the radiotherapy is still taking effect um, and uh, there are options if the tumour remains for further surgery and that sort of thing, but uh, we're hoping we don't need to go there. The new drug I'm on, uh, I've had to increase doses just uh, once a month um, and I just had a test last week and I'll find out this week in terms of uh, how the growth hormone was going, it was increasing was back up to three times normal, uh, but the last result, it kind of dropped to double, um, which is still not fantastic, but it was kind of downward trend. So yeah. we're, we're still kind of going through that monthly process of results and tests and um, and kind of adjusting the treatment and reviewing, and I'll have another MRI in December to uh, check progress. I would say that through all of this, these guys, I know they're sharing their journey and Carmen's sharing some of the frustrations that they've had, but these two are people of faith and this calls in us for us to go to that place. When, we, when dark moments come, when, when, and none of us know from one day to the next what's going to happen to any of us. You never know. Now's the time to dig deep into your faith, to believe in a God who cares about you and who is our healer and our provider. And because when those times come, if you haven't got that foundation, it's very difficult to find it then. And we knew these guys were already in that place before any of this ever happened. And yes, you had a few hiccups along the way, and as we all do, you've had to journey that out. But you guys have stood firm all the way through, you stood the test of time. You're here today. We're still standing with you. We're still believing that this thing is going to end, that that tumour is going to shrink, that Nathan is going to come back to full health and that you, you have got a bright and an incredible future ahead of you. It's true. Thank you. Thank you. We agree. <laughs> is that it? Uh, yeah, in terms of that story, and uh, I guess kind of segues a little bit, kind of what you shared um, through through that time, I was um, reading the story of Jacob a bit, and I've um, more so That's recently good, as I well. Ask you that next. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, the, I guess felt like there's an opportunity to share something through the life story of Jacob, which mm. kind of goes uh, all sorts of places. He's a weird and interesting fellow that is um, really key. There's a lot of lessons for us to learn mm. in his journey. There and he had his own affliction and oh yeah yes. he he was a conniver and a, yeah. um and and still God blessed him and worked through him yes. and 
uh, there's an amazing story. So you're going to do a series so on So you're going to do a series on, yeah, God of Jacob. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, so hoping, I mean, some other elements of our story might come out through that, but that would be an encouragement. Yeah. But didn't yeah. feel like, it was sort of waiting for the right time where I was one well enough to sit here and do this. Um, but also didn't feel like I could share anything else without uh, spending some dedicated time to share mm. our story mm. uh, in the broader context, That's not right. just kind of bits and bobs, because we felt one for our community de- deserve that and, and for, like, you know, you've shown support for us and uh, and we also want it to be an encouragement that no matter what circumstance people are going through, that God is with you, he's got a plan, there's, there's, a, there's a future ahead. Yes. But even in our circumstance, that financial provision, words of encouragement, the community, the people around us, that God is working through all of that uh, and still is and believing yes. for a great future yeah. ahead. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, why don't you give them a hand today? <laughs> Thank you guys so much.